This is TDPS. Eric. Yes, Christopher? Are you sick of doing promos for my new books yet? That depends. Are we at the beach? Yes, we're at Sapphire Cove, the fictional Southern California resort featured in my new gay romance series coming in 2022. This is alarming. When did we go outside? You were transported by the powerful prose of C. Travis Rice. That's my new pen name devoted to steamy and emotional tales of romance between men. Yeah, no, that's not it. I was about to eat a sandwich in the studio, and now I'm being harassed by seagulls. Brandon, get rid of the seagulls, please. Oh, that's much better. Now I have to pee. First, pre-order your copy of Sapphire Sunset, the first installment in the Sapphire Cove series, which goes on sale March 1st, 2022, from Blue Box Press, when a new member of the resort security department falls hard for the nephew of the wealthy family that owns the place, sparks fly, and sexy scandal ensues at Sapphire Cove. Uh, Yeah, could you pre-order that for me? I'm going to run to the little podcaster's room. Brandon! Come get this seagull! I can't help it if my writing sets the scene. I know what I'm going to set if someone doesn't come get this seagull. Where'd you get that sandwich? Sapphire Sunset, the first book in the Sapphire Cove series from C. Travis Rice. Now available for pre-order. Eric. Yes, Christopher? Have you been to my website lately? Why would I go to your website? You're sitting right here. Well, it's the place to find out all about my new books. Why would I go to your website for that? Again, you're sitting right here. All right. Well, for people who aren't right here, ChristopherRiceBooks.com is a great place to get information about my new releases. Which you'll give me copies of because I'm sitting right here. Yeah, maybe. But for those who aren't currently sitting in our studio on the Sunset Strip, check out my website, sign up for my mailing list, and check out all the posts on my blog where I talk smack about Eric Shaw Quinn. What smack? Shut up and read this new book I wrote. Fuck that and fuck ChristopherRiceBooks.com. This ad did not go as planned. This was an ad? Hi, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you're listening to TDPS Presents Christopher. And Eric. And whenever our sound genius, Brandon Griffith, gets sick of listening to us chat, he leans into the mic and goes, all right, you guys are rolling when you're ready. You so can just, just start doing the Just start the, show. the damn podcast. Like I just, just, all I have to do is hit start on this timer and then... And then I'm going to watch this Star Wars podcast <laughs> on my phone while you all talk about your, your crazy stuff. Or a poker tournament. <laughs> It's really, I don't know if it's like against the law that we constantly clap back at Brandon and he can't say anything because he's not wired into the soundboard. <laughs> well, I think we're the only law in this particular um, town. <laughs> I am the law. And TDPS town, we are the law. Before we get into today's topic, allegedly today's episode has a topic, but I want to complain. <laughs> As like any of our shows actually have a top, air quotes apply to all of our topics. <laughs> topic organized chatter here at TDPS presents Christopher and Eric. I was, I'm wondering like if I could write a time travel story about someone who gets to go back in time just to that point where they could still eat ice cream without ending up in the hospital. Because I feel like at some point... I passed that point. I'm not quite sure when it was, but there are consequences now to eating ice cream. And now that it is Memorial Day and the beach season is upon us... Ice cream is going to get at. Ice cream. There's a lot more ice cream in the world. Right? 
it's uh, still out there and somebody's got it's not going to eat itself um <laughs> i think that this is the uh, the magical confluence of aging and hypochondria <laughs> It's the aging hypochondria <laughs> vortex. It's the hypochondriaplexium. <laughs> right? It's like millennium crossed with hypochondriaplex. Yeah, as I, I, you make a choice. It's like that's sort of – that's been my experience being much older than absolutely everyone. Um, very old. You my, are very old, yes. My millions of years of experience millions, um, millions. is that you reach a point where it becomes a choice. Like – there are things, it's like, is this worth it? Mm-hmm. You had ice cream and Italian profiteroles at our favorite little French place down the road. And mm-hmm. today there's a consequence. There's more to this story, though. But there's you more. had a dessert that you love. So that's worth it. But sometimes when it's like, well, you know, I'm bored and there's a tub of Hagen dazs in the freezer <laughs> that I bought six months ago when I had those guests over and served an apple pie. Right. In case they wanted it a la mode, which they didn't. So now right. I have that talente that I'm never going to eat. Right. So maybe now's the time. And it's like, maybe not. Maybe I don't feel like having those consequences. <laughs> there is another element to the story, which I need to add in. It's a very complicated narrative and we're not really, we're just touching the surface of it all. The I don't usually have ice cream with this dessert, but the cute new waiter suggested it. So dun, I dun, said dun. yes to impress him because clearly what was going to make me look attractive was sitting there burping and farting for the last part of the I meal. I think this still comes – that comes under the aging <laughs> axis of the aging hypochondria vortex. <laughs> it's still the aging axis. Like 22-year-olds are not worried about what the – whether or not everybody thinks they're cute, because everybody does. Everybody does think because they're twenty two. Cute, yeah. Uh, particularly here in LA, they're very often very cute. No, that's really that is not. I will not do that to LA. <laughs> that what, is you think not it's everywhere. There. It's that universal. 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 In fact, I think it's probably worse elsewhere mm-hmm. because people make an effort to continue to look twenty two here <laughs> that they don't make in most other places. <laughs> Oh my God, you're so right. I sometimes you're too right about things, Eric Shaw Quinn. That's because I'm really old and I've seen everything. I've, that's a song at least cue. three or four times. I've seen everything at least three or four times, including those shorts. Take them off. You're too old. <laughs> yeah, my version will be. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, I was going to wrap that up, but it's really a sort of dumb thought, so I don't know if there's a wrap-up. But um, <laughs> So our takeaway is... Today's podcast, Chris ate ice cream and woke up feeling like he was going to give birth yeah, to an alien. Yeah, which is as if that would ever stop him. I th- we once had a conversation about just pausing on dairy to see if he had a dairy issue. And like he ate a box of ice cream sandwiches on the way home from the conversation. (laughs) That's not, that's an exaggeration. It's it's really close. It's an exaggeration. I was on the way home from the gym, which somehow made it worse. So I thought I had earned them. There's a little magazine. We used to have magazine stands here in LA. I feel like they're all gone now, but there, there was one and they had a little, a cooler and it was just full of ice cream treats just begging to be purchased and eaten. So they've I got three or four on the way home. <laughs> they've turned them all into one-bedroom condominiums. Absolutely. Now. Yeah, totally. 
So we've got a lot to talk about today, and a lot of it is courtesy of our beloved party people. If you don't know about our Facebook page, the Dinner Party Show's Facebook page. You must never have listened to the us before. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we got a comment. Someone made a snarky comment about us on Twitter. I love that. What did they say? I enjoyed the podcast once I got through all your buy my book ads. I was like, what? I'm sorry. Why do you think we're doing this podcast? Doing? This is our buy my book podcast. <laughs> we have important things to share with the world about ice cream and farting. That's really our mission. Have you listened to podcasts before? Mm-hmm. Those are better than any ads on any other oh, podcast that God. you're ever going to hear. So this is the buy my book podcast. This is the buy my book podcast. In and fact, I'm willing to change the name. <laughs> Buy our books, a podcast. Right. (laughs) I think it's a great suggestion. Oh, I'm sweating. It must be the ice cream. Or it's because you're so funny. Yeah, no, you listen to other podcasts and you get, if you listen to multiple episodes in a row, you get the same ad over and over 45,000 times about a hot comb or whatever. It's just like, (laughs) oh my God, please, I'll buy it if you shut up. How much for you to not say that to me again? Um, listen, I'm just going to say this, and you don't have to respond. <laughs> That'll never happen. In a few episodes, I'm going to have to tell you about something that you're not going to like. In That's a all. A few gonna, episodes? Yeah, I'm just going to put that out there in a few episodes. It's just a, a little contractual thing that I figured out. You know, someone's maybe coming. By. It's fine. Just don't worry about it. In a few episodes, I'm going to say Something you. I'm not going to mm-hmm. like? Something you're not going to like. But I'll tell you, you know, on the day we have to do it. So anyway, let's not talk about it. Let's move on. Well, that seems promising. hmm Absolutely. Okay, what do you guys think it is? <laughs> Go to the Facebook page and tell us what tell the us horrible what thing you is. What you think it is? It's a thing that you that think Eric is thing not going to like that I'm not going to like that Christopher has to tell me in a couple of days. Our birthdays are already passed. There's what no sense I- <laughs> that we're going to stop doing the. Uh, the, uh, the I, I just looked into some old paperwork on the podcast, and I made a discovery, and it's fine. And there's just going to be some consequences, and it'll it'll be so a it's thing. paperwork. It's based. paperwork based. This is going to be our um, June mystery, our it's Pride Month be our mystery. June mystery, June mystery. Anyway, I'm so I'm so I didn't mean to throw you off your game, but I just thought I'd you know do it on I'm the sorry. podcast. You thought you could throw me <laughs> off my game? I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. Worst vacation ever. That was the question that we put to our party people on the Facebook page, the Dinner Party Show's Facebook page. How did they do? I'm sure everybody has a vacation horror story. I'm going to put it this way. Okay. Cruise ship? Did anybody have a cruise ship story? We're going to find out. But one of the answers was... I think one of the longest answers we've ever gotten to a Wednesday question. Wow. That distinction went to Rob Casey. We will read his answer in full. I'm making that proclamation right here, but I'm just going to say the screen cap, it required several screen caps to transfer it into our show notes. So, wow. Rob Casey, you win. Longest answer. That's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, plenty of the party people have a lot to say. So to have been the longest answer we ever got. Indeed. That's an answer. So you, I'm going to, I don't remember how many years ago it was, went on, because there's so many <laughs> years the, to remember. Part of yeah. the hypochondria age. It's the aging access. Well, and your aging access. There's just a lot of years I got to remember with you. There's um, so many things have happened over the course of history. There was... 
the fall of Rome. There was that mediator. The plague. The dinosaurs. The dinosaurs. Chicago. The dinosaurs' death. (laughs) Refusing to take your warning about that meteor. That we're fine. We're I have sunscreen on. Boom. They're all gone. I'm still here. And then you're still there, poor dear. Um, Me, Sharon, cockroaches. Sharon's birthday this week. Oh, I went. I kept meaning to send you last week. I kept meaning to send you a. You know, I send you these cute little gifts and memes that the young people do on the internets. And somebody did a graphic for the Share Witch Project. <laughs> and it's the poster for the Blair Witch Project, but where you typically have the girl's terrified eyes beneath the stocking cap. It's Cher looking like she's enjoying being out in the woods. I love Cher. And you did not care I for the Blair Witch love Project. Cher. I did so I not like, like the that. Blair Witch yeah. Project. Mm-hmm. Chad Hodge, our friend of the, uh, the show, Chad Hodge, and just friend. Mm-hmm. Um, he was I'm trying to think, does he have a show on right now that we need to promote? No. I can't think, but we will. Yeah. He's got one. He's working on one. And when, as soon as it comes out, we'll let you know. Um, had posted uh, an interview with Cher and uh, one of the, I think she's an NBC news reporter. And is apparently Cher, she was saying that she's not okay with getting older, that she is. Oh, and yeah. the woman said, you seem, you, you don't feel smarter now that as you've gotten older? She said, no. I, <laughs> she said, I was as smart as I was going to get by the time I was 40. <laughs> and the woman's like, really? You don't feel any different? She said, we did this interview once before and you don't seem any smarter than the last time I was here. <laughs> I was like, wow, I love you. My God, you're great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love that. Um, so yeah, me, Cher, and Cockroaches. We've been here a while. Cher and Cockroaches, but you went on what I think is probably the worst vacation I've ever heard. It, like, it was so bad that my agent at the time, my literary agent at the time said, oh, you should really, you should write this. This Mm. is what you should write. Mm -hmm. In fact, you and I even came up with a movie pitch that was based on, Mm -hmm. it was the worst vacation. It was the worst. It was the worst it was it was the kind of thing where it, it had to be a movie. It couldn't really be happening mm-hmm. in real life. It just couldn't. Okay, that, well, take us through it, Eric Shaw Quinn style. Um, Brandon, how much time do we have left? <laughs> yeah. Now I think we need. We're gonna. We need to like. Okay. I'm gonna need, it's a. It is a. It is a long story. Why don't we do one of our? Okay, let's do one of our. Let's do. Uh, Neil Mason says this. A few years ago, I went on a bachelor party weekend in Florida. I was the best man. It was a great trip, except the first day. We had rented a charter boat for fishing. The captain warned us about the rough waters with a hurricane coming in three days. Oh, but we wanted to check it out. Oh dear. There's your first mistake, Neil. So we went partway out to literally test the waters. Hour the waters were very <laughs> rough. The captain said, well, I started to say no, but everyone else said yes, Says it, since it wasn't all about me. Christopher Drink, he says in emoji. <laughs> I love that I'm the, okay, whatever. I kept my mouth shut. Within 15 minutes, I said goodbye to my beloved sausage and egg biscuit sandwich. Oh. I spent the, ooh, next five to six hours throwing up while being swashed around the choppy waters. I got stuck in the bathroom below for a bit. It's hard to pull up wet swim shorts one-handed because my other hand was holding the bucket to throw up in a bucket. Oh, great. All the while being banged around the small room. At one point above deck, the guy said, look, a giant stingray by the boat. 
I couldn't open my eyes to see it because I <laughs> I would just throw up on it. <laughs> that could have been fun. But I peeked to get a location. I held up my phone and hit record. I heard the splash as it jumped out and back into the water. Everyone cheered. Couldn't wait to watch that. <laughs> when I did later that day, my phone had been in selfie mode. <sighs> Just me with my eyes closed, looking like shit, and trying <laughs> to throw up. Neil, have you posted this to our Facebook page? I think this would be a wonderful addition. He says, I was really pissed at the end of all that. They caught nothing, so I went through all that for nothing, and it was obvious how miserable I was. Uh, yes. I think seasickness and car sickness are going to be a trend line in the responses that we got That's today. really... I, it's, my sister used to... Get car sick. I I don't understand motion sickness. I just I don't have any comprehension. Well, you went on that diet where you would get faint when you stood up too fast. Oh, I'm a fainter. Like, don't that's that was well before the diet. That is no correlation with motion sickness. Like, Mm -hmm. Sarah, maybe it's still true. My sister is her name is Sarah. Can't even read. Well, I just yeah, still apparently apparently (laughs) she changed it once. It used to be Sarah Jane. Oh. Um, but now it's just Sarah because she's much more sophisticated mm-hmm. now that she's not nine. She used to want to be called Pinky. Oh, okay. That was the her she, the nickname she picked, and we said no. No. And the we're response not was no. No, we're not calling you that. And it never came up again, so yep. I think maybe. Anyway, um, she couldn't read when she was in the car. Like, the trying yeah. to read made her motion sick. Yeah. I just, <clears throat> I can't even imagine that. Yeah. No. I think that, getting back to aging, I think that's an age thing. I had that when I was younger, and it went away as I got older. Maybe so. Yeah. I used to, there was a thing called the, um, God, what was it called? I think it was called the octopus or the octopus. I think it was the octopus. It was a ride at the mm. at the fair, and mm-hmm. you, it, it had arms like an octopus, and at the end of each arm were three little cars. Mm-hmm. And so... The whole octopus would turn, mm-hmm. right? And then the three cars would turn, and then the car that you were in oh, would God. turn. And so I used to take friends on to see if I could make them throw up. Because oh, my God. I could get the car to spin mm-hmm. continuously while we were spinning it on. So you were spinning on three different axes at the same time. <laughs> if you had any sort of motion sickness thing, I remember poor Sean Marla running for the bushes as soon oh, as he got off. Oh, God. This is making me dizzy. I don't actually have a lot of motion sickness um i just made it about me again so i'm gonna drink i'm gonna go drink (laughs) during this break that we have i'm gonna drink while you listen to our buy my book ad I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And Eric and I aren't just podcasters. And bitches. That's right. We're also authors. And you can buy all of our books at www.thedinnerpartyshow.com or tdps.tv and wherever ebooks are sold. At thedinnerpartyshow.com or tdps.tv, you can check out my Right Murder mystery series. Or sample my Burning Girl thrillers. The best part is, the more you buy our books, the less likely we'll end up filling the spot with an annoying ad for a napkin that counts your calories. The TDPS Network, alienating potential advertisers one promo at a time. (laughs) 
me, and so we have to drink whenever we make it about me. I want to make it about you. I've been waiting to I hear. I drank tea. You so. drank tea, and you put a little something in it and thought I didn't see. <laughs> Just some vanilla extra. <laughs> Just some scope. I like to add a little high alcohol mouthwash to my Earl right? Grey. Like if I was going to drink, like I would drink scope. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's what you do when you're out of options. It's not like it's there's a scope bar in Hollywood in now. In college, we would drink NyQuil. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But because they stopped selling alcohol at a certain... On Sundays, they didn't sell alcohol where I went to college. Yeah. And if you ran oh. out... I just had a NyQuil the, sense memory. you go to the drugstore and get NyQuil. And, no, I yeah. mean, I, it was beyond blackout drunk because, you you know, NyQuil, I... I, I I always say on the ads they show people taking NyQuil in bed because if you took it somewhere else, you might not make it to bed. <laughs> totally. And so, yeah, it was like, I don't know why we thought that was fun. We yeah. were just, I think we're probably lucky we didn't die. Okay. This is enough stalling. I've had enough stalling. I want you to tell our you party people this whole thing about, about drunk. your worst vacation ever. Okay. The worst vacation ever. My family went to this elaborate effort to rent a place at, I think it was at Topsail Beach, um, which is just north of Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's right. I think it was Topsail. Anyway, um, so we came from all over the country. Like, they rented the house, and I flew in from California, and my sister came from um, Atlanta, and my family came from my mom and dad and my brother and sister-in-law and my nephew. Everybody came to this one house um, from different places, none of us from North Carolina, interestingly, or not. Um, and so did Hurricane Ophelia. Mm -hmm. I think it was I remember. Hurricane Ophelia. It was Ophelia. That's what I think. But then there was another one that seemed to be named Ophelia, so it was confusing. But I think maybe there were two, which mm -hmm. I think is really weird, and I've never heard of it happening before. And Ophelia came barreling up the coast, and then she forgot where she was going. You know that thing where you go to the <laughs> pantry, and then you can't remember why you're there? I think that's what happened to Hurricane Ophelia. Right. She got off the coast, and she stopped. Right. So she didn't come in and blow everything away, and she didn't go away. Right. So it just, she canceled everything. Like, you couldn't do anything. Yeah. Like, there was no going to the beach. There was no participating in anything. We were trapped in the beach house. We were... What was the weather like outside during this? We were trying to. Like, it was, you know, <laughs> like, it was everything but the hurricane. Jesus. Yeah. Right. So it was terrible weather. Mm -hmm. um, so there was no participating in the beach or going on the porch or any, you could go out on the porch, but you would get splashed with rain because right. there was, it was, you know, pretty, it was hurricane, pre-hurricane rain. Mm -hmm. Ask anyone. You've been there. I have. Before the hurricane comes, it's still There's pretty. There's a lot of yeah, fucking rain. Yeah, yeah. It's a thunderstorm kind of. Totally. So then, so that went on for days, putting together cross, um, not crossword, jigsaw puzzles and trying to find things to do. Um, like in the not house with, kill your like family. Like not kill each other right. um, because we none of us lived together. And so it was, and it was a smallish space. And so we were all doing our best, but it was very close quarters for people who frankly didn't know each other that well and certainly weren't accustomed to living in a very small space together. Even when we lived together, it was big. It was in a bigger space than mm -hmm. that, and it had been many years before. Um, so, um, then, 
Then um, the hurricane decided that maybe it was going to come in. So it came right into coast. And I mean, the house was like rocking mm. on the uh, the pilings, the stilts that those houses are up on. So I got up. The entire family was up. CNN, the Weather Channel, there were two or three different competing versions of what was going on. And they said, okay, <laughs> we each have a different plan of what we think we should do. And we're going to tell them to you. And then you decide which plan we're going to go. <laughs> and I was like, could I have some tea? <laughs> I mean, literally, I came out of the bedroom. So we decided that we were going to that I said we're not having this va- there has been no vacation so right we should go mm-hmm. we should leave right um so we decided that that's what we would do that we would that I would figure out something with the air because I was scheduled to fly out of Wilmington so if we left I wouldn't be at Wilmington anymore so but we just decided we were going to drive away so we decided we got everything all packed up we got in the car and we drove as far, we made it as far as Wilmington and it was a nightmare. Mm-mm. And it was like, oh no, mm-hmm. no, that's not, that's not a thing. But like what kind of nightmare? Weather nightmare, traffic nightmare, roving Weather. lunatics? Weather, my, yeah. My father, who was, God only knows how old he was then, like mm-hmm. he's really old now, but he was plenty old then, was driving mm. in this horrible storm in the car with me and a dog in the back seat of the Lincoln. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, my God, this is not how I want to die. Yeah. We're stopping in Wilmington. Right. Um, so we stopped at a coffee shop to decide that— This is my favorite um, to, to decide where we could, you know, if there was a place that we could stay. Mm-hmm. And we started, you know, looking around, and I said— it had. I will stay in Wilmington if we can find some place that has a generator and a satellite dish because mm-hmm. I am not going to be without any communications or without power at some, you know, Holiday Inn mm-hmm. Express or something. Right. Some Hampton Inn in, uh, I think it was Hampton Inn that we mm-hmm. ended up staying in. Um, so we were trying to find out, find, find something somewhere we could stay, and we found a place and. Somebody lost control of their, um, it was like a, a Range Rover or something, mm-hmm. and hit the uh, the out the exterior patio of the coffee shop and ruptured the gas line. Oh my god! And right. the coffee shop, ex- you know, burned down. Right, but clearly not while you guys no, were in it. We were not still inside, <laughs> but it was like it was this kind of. This was the way wow. that things were unfolding around us. So we got to the the Hampton Inn and we checked in, and then we went to, I don't know, this some place across the street, like what would be a sort of mall place. There was there was a Hooters, and then there was the place that we ate. <laughs> <laughs> that does narrow it down. They were both across uh, Ruby the Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, so let's go with that. Okay. Let's, I don't think it was Ruby Tuesdays. It may yeah. one day occur to me. But we were in there. We were sitting in a booth by the window. And while we were eating, the Hooters sign blew down and fell over like, I'm going to say five to six feet from the window. Oh, my where God. We were, where we were actually eating. So mm-hmm. then we went back to the... Um, 
the uh, the hotel and went to our respective rooms, and there was um, a gr- a grudge marathon, I think, playing on the horror movies. Yes, the grudge. on mm-hmm. the ch- the movie channel that we could get. So my sister and I still call each other and go. Uh, right, it's that noise that the drudge people make, or the, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. not a horror movie podcast. You're gonna right. have to go somewhere else for grudge yeah. intel. I don't know, but that yeah. was that was sort of the anyway. So we we went through it. Then the best thing that happened on the whole vacation. I'm so glad you we, remembered this part. This is my favorite part. We went. There was a breakfast buffet at yes. the Hampton Inn, and we went, and they had. Wait for it. I'm waiting. Donuts, mm. like a whole selection of donuts, but they had donuts that were filled with frosting, mm. with sprinkles in it. In it. Interior sprinkles. There were sprinkles in the frosting inside the donut. Interior so sprinkles. So I had two because I yeah, just felt course. like, when is this ever going to happen again? Yeah. Clearly, there's going to be an FDA crackdown, and this is not going to be. Yeah. This is instant heart attack. So no. So right. I ate two of them. It was really. It was that was really the best thing that happened. So now the storm had actually passed. Mm-hmm. So we went back to the beach house mm-hmm. to find that it was, you know, still standing and <laughs> turned over. And somehow I, I had hoped for more, right? as you often say. Yeah. So we um, we got inside. You if you because the wind had all the debris and fish and everything had blown up on the beach, but the wind had died. You could go out on the beach, but you would be pursued by angry swarms of stinging flies. <laughs> and the stench, not to mention of the, the stench rotting of seaweed. rotting everything yeah. that had washed up on the beach. So the beach was still completely out of the question. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, mom decided she would make a big dinner for everybody because we couldn't go to Calabash, so, which is a little town that serves fried seafood. Mm, they, mm-hmm. like, invented the fried seafood platter. and D- Did they? They have, I mean, every 50 feet there's another restaurant called the Original The Calabash. Original Fried Seafood Place. Yeah, it's like the Original Joe's Pizza in New right, York. that's yeah. correct. It's right. the one. Um, okay. So um, she needed something from the store, um, that, and I was like, oh, my God, anything to get out of this house. So I said, I'll go. So I got in. It's an island, Topsail Island. So I drove down the single lane. It's like a barrier island? Yeah. Yeah. So there's just one street, mm-hmm. and there's houses on either side of it, and that's oh, it's it. very southern. That's the whole, yeah. right? So across the bridge, went to the Food Lion, got whatever it was she wanted, probably did a little gift shopping, mm-hmm. you know. I, I think that shark hat that I gave you um, <laughs> may have come from that particular trip. Anyway, um... Came back, and as I was coming, I could see all the way to the end of the island because there's just the one street, and it's straight as piss. Um, and there, on one side of it, I could see all of these emergency flashing lights. Oh, my God. And I was thinking, oh, that looks terrible. wonder what's going on down there. And I kept driving, and I kept driving, and it got closer and closer. And I thought, oh, dear, that had better be, oh, my God. And then, oh, my God, I got there, and... It was all of the fire trucks and ambulances and police cars were in the driveway um, at my at the house that we had rented. So I roared into the uh, the motor court, the gravel motor court, 
slammed on the brakes, jumped out of the car and said, what's happening? What's going on? And one of the firemen who was walking up the stairs famously said, everything's fine, (laughs) ma'am. And I looked up and my entire family was standing on the porch and they had heard the firemen say, everything's fine, ma'am. So pretty much everybody I know now says that to me on a pretty regular basis. Everything's fine, ma'am. Which was uh, absolutely not true because he hadn't been on that vacation because the stove had exploded. So now we had that's what had happened. So now we had no stove right. and no dinner, and oh we were God. still trapped in that house. And then, as an extra added attraction, mom got viral pneumonia and had like a hundred and fifteen degree temperature and was rushed to the hospital. Oh I think God. the next day. And at that point, it went, "Oh my God, just drive me to the airport. I'll just wait at at the gate yeah. until the day that my plane comes. I can't take it anymore. I just can't. I can't deal with it anymore. I can't. I can't. This oh is just God. it was just too much. I'm sure I'm leaving stuff out. There was other horrible you things. You got all happened. my highlights, all of my favorite parts of the story you the got. The exploding um coffee shop, the Hooters sign, the donuts with sprinkles, the grudge marathon. I remember and talking to everything's you. Everything's fine, ma'am. I remember talking to you on the phone during this and you were tr- you were keeping it together until Ophelia like wouldn't Make a commitment, like if, and I heard the razor wire tension in your voice. This hurricane is just planning to ruin our vacation, <laughs> and I was like, "Uh oh, this isn't going well." And then there was like a blackout. I don't think I talked to you until after all of that stuff happened. Eric and it was like, versus nature. Eric versus nature. I remember talking to you about the seaweed. That's what I remember. Like, well, I was like, well, can you go out on the beach? He's like, well, if you want to be blanketed in the stench of rotting seaweed and chased by swarms of flies, I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. It was just the most horrible vacation. I've yeah. never, I've never, never. Like, yeah. it just wouldn't. I remember I did keep it together for the whole uh, vacation. And I remember my sister saying to me, she drove me to the airport at Wilmington. Oh, my God. I was so, and she said, I don't know what you're doing, but it's really amazing. I, I don't know how you have managed to keep it together because nobody else had. Yeah, I bet. Were people crying? Oh, was your brother on this trip? My brother, my sister-in-law, my nephew, my mother, my dad, my sister, her husband, and their dog. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The do- Abby? Was Abby the Abby dog? Abby was the dog. So this is a giant golden retriever that's full of energy and needs a lot of play. And can't go out on the and beach it can't because go out it's on so the disgusting beach. or it's raining. Oh, yeah. my God. It's yeah. horrible. It was everything was wrong with it. Everything in the world was wrong with that vacation. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So that was that was the worst. I think I've had some bad vacations. No, that but, was the worst. But yeah. there's just no topping that. There's there no was topping. Just no. It's the escalating sequence of events. That's why your agent at the time said you should write it, because it has a cinematic building narrative. Two explosions up, and fires. Literally and, multiple fires happen in yes, this story. And explosions yeah. and d- d- emergency personnel and my mom winding up being rushed to the hospital. Yeah. That was really, like, almost dying. That was, yeah, it was the it was the all-time worst and we have a movie pitch but it sort of expands on that particular theme and maybe one day we'll do the the movie pitch it's called killing angela we're just gonna put it out there and that's just we're gonna leave it at that um i don't think mine is gonna compare to that one but i'll make (laughs) 
I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Do you have a question or comment about this podcast? Then come share it with us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the dinner party show, no spaces, and we'll do our best to answer it on the show. Just watch out for our aggrieved manservant, Shea Butters. He moderates the page, and he's been known to talk smack about the two of us. Most of what he says about you is true, though. We can discuss this later. That's right, at facebook.com slash thedinnerpartyshow. No, I meant in the car. Hi, I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and I'd like to take a moment to congratulate my co-host and producing partner, Christopher Rice. He's got not one, but four new books coming out in 2022. But today, I'd like to tell you about one in particular, a standalone thriller called Decimate. It's the terrifying story of what happens to our kitchen here at the studio Um, when I ask Christopher to make the tea. Yeah, no. When I said improvise the promo, I didn't say you could make shit up. I am not making this up. Look at that kitchen. Okay. Hi, party people. Decimate is actually a thriller about telekinesis and near-death experiences, the page-turning tale of a woman who becomes convinced her brother is being held hostage by a supernatural force following his death in a fiery plane crash. It has nothing to do with tea or our kitchen, and you can pre-order it on Amazon now. And while it is spine-tingling and terrifying, it is nothing compared to what I'm going to have to order off of Amazon to clean up that kitchen. Will you shut up about tea and our kitchen? Oh, I never shut up about tea. Vacation ever. If I had to sum it up in a single line, this would be called Christopher follows his dick off a barrier island. That's that's how I would put it. That may be the name for your memoir. <laughs> no, I've switched to cliffs here on the West Coast. That's your favorite phrasing for this phrase. Yeah, so maybe I'm gonna, just yeah. cliff, Christopher follows his dick off the edge. So I was on book tour, and I went to Atlanta. And a friend of mine invited me out to dinner with a group of his friends. And one of his friends, they were all gay men, uh, one of his friends and I, we hit it off. And we had an evening together. He came back to my hotel room. An evening. An evening. We had a a personal, intimate evening. And he very much wanted to see me again. But he lived in Atlanta and I lived in Los Angeles. And so we were – his proposal was that we meet somewhere for a weekend halfway in between. And I said, okay. So I was open to that. And his first suggestion was fly fishing in Montana. And I tried to say as gently as I could, I'm not really the standing in a river type. I'm more of the balcony of a resort looking out over mountains. I can see a river from here, but that's as close as I'm willing to get. And so um, I think I might have made another suggestion, but his next suggestion was... Um, Cumberland Island. Which Where is that? It is a barrier island off of the coast of Georgia, just north of the Florida-Georgia border. I perfectly good and well know that. I of just course. I knew everything I was story. asking you about your story. It's a, We do this for each other, right. Eric Shawquin. I just didn't want people to think I didn't know where Cumberland Island was. Yeah. It's a federal... Everybody drink. Eric made it about him. That's right. Everybody snort Afrin when Eric makes it about him. <laughs> Um, Ew. Cumberland Island is, I think, a, it's a national park of some sort. It's the longest stretch of undeveloped beach in the United States. It is. So the island is completely kind of a preserve. 
there, I, I don't want to, this isn't really what the story's about, so I don't want to nerd out about this completely, but I love this kind of shit. There are small parcels of federal property, which I believe are leased from the government. There's barely anyone there. Uh, Jack. It's beautiful. Um, the Kennedy Jr., what was his name? John F. Kennedy John F. Kennedy Jr. Sorry, it was so obvious. I thought, clearly it's Edward or Edmund. Bob. Um, he got married there in a small... Adrian. Adrian sm- Kennedy Jr. <laughs> he got married there in a small little chapel. Anyway, all of that's whatever. There's nothing on this fucking island except for a bed and breakfast called the White Tail Inn. So... <laughs> He's like just a little on the nose, but what the hell? <laughs> it, was, it was definitely this is a story about two white guys who like tail. Um, so I thought, okay, it sounds romantic, it sounds interesting, but I I started to put the pieces together as we started to plan. A, this is not halfway. This is me flying to the other side of the country. I was going to have to take a red eye to get there in time, given my schedule. Um, oh, no, I know. It was just what terrible. a crisis! It's a terrible, it was a terrible red eye. Um, and. When we find he made some noise about the fact that there might be alligators, which I was like, it's a bed and breakfast. Surely they have an alligator plan. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. And um, yeah, it's pretty wilderness. So we arrive in, we fly to Jacksonville, where we meet in the airport in Atlanta, and it seems like it's going to go well. And we have to fly. We flew together on the connecting flight to Jacksonville, and then we had to take what I'm going to very generously call a ferry. Out from Fernandina, Fernandina Beach, I think is how you say it. A piro to the. <laughs> it was a belching. All of these experiences have been laced into a horror novel I wrote called The Heavens Rise. By the way, the, 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 I changed the name of the island, and this the gentleman I was with is not part of that scary story. He's ultimately a fine gentleman. Whatever it was, the environment that did us in. Um, it was this chugging, belching, small boat that you were not allowed to touch anything on the middle of the boat because it was too hot, because that's where was I guess the- Rock the or Humphrey Bogart piloting <laughs> yes, this particular- Yes, it was. It was just like that. <laughs> Only everyone on it is like this bougie vacationing couple because this bed and breakfast is actually kind of a nice destination. If people want to go there. Um, so it pulls up, and then we get in these little cars, and it's really clear as we snaked her to this bed and breakfast in this old plantation house. I guess it wasn't technically a plantation, but it looked like a kind of Greek revival house, that um, there is nothing on this island. I mean, there is nothing on this island. What there are, allegedly, are a lot of snakes, and they're water moccasins, okay? So I'm already like, oh, fuck, like my worst fear in the world of snakes. Um Snakes and a complete absence of sex, which was apparently on the horizon. <laughs> so it was just going to be both Your of them. two worst fears. <laughs> My two worst fears. The snake. <laughs> the snake of sex plex. The snake chastity. <laughs> the snake. <laughs> a chastity belt made of water moccasins. Um, so the activities planned, which he's all about, is like wake up at six in the morning and get pile into the back of a flatbed truck with all the other guests and be driven out this vast expanse of beach or through this scrubland swamp where the branches are whizzing past our face. And I'm thinking, be a good sport. Because he was saying, you don't have to wake up, but I want to do the 6 a.m. sunrise. I was like, okay, or I'll do it. You're thinking, you know, he's cute and we're exploring this and whatever. Um, and then there was the, the dinner time arrangements were... Um, like you had to maybe eat with strangers, but I think he made it so that we didn't have to eat with strangers, but there was still socializing with strangers. And everyone was trying to figure out 
what the fuck our deal was because they were all like married couples and families and we're essentially on our second date. So we began arguing, he begins arguing with me about what a horrible city Los Angeles is. And I've lived in Los Angeles almost all of my adult life. And we start bickering. And I remember this married couple just looking back and forth between us like, what, are they getting a divorce? Are they trying to put their marriage back together? What was the deal? And then um, he decides that he doesn't really want to be intimate <laughs> on this trip. I have flown all of this way so to Snake Island, and I'm not going to get any dick on this trip. It's the snake abstinence it's vortex. It's the snake abstinence. And so um, I go, there's like a jewelry shop on the property. Or like, it, I thought it was like a gift shop where it was going to sell bags. A and, jewelry shop. And yeah, because, and then I go to the was shop. Was the jewelry made out of quail droppings? We're about to get there. Oh, I, was it? No, we're going to, if, let me tell the story because I'm going to get to the punchline. I go into the jewelry shop and I realize almost everything in it is fashioned out of the remains of animals who have died on the island. <laughs> I think they've died on the island or they're killing them on the island to make these things and not being transparent about it. And there is like jewelry made out of water moccasin bones. Ah. So God damn it, I bought a ring made out of a water moccasin rib. I was like, well, shit. It's like, I'm going to you know, get it. What happened to it? I still own it. I just never wear it because it's frightening never and weird. I've never heard of this before. I thought it would maybe be a good luck charm, or if it worked out with this guy, it would be a memento of our experience. Anyway. Um, and the water moccasin came to claim it. Give me back, back my, my rib. Ah. Or there will be no donuts with interior sprinkles. Right. So um, I'm in there, and this woman comes in. And she starts telling the story. She's a guest. And she said, well, I did, they have kayaks. <laughs> so I decided to take a kayak out. And then it started storming on me. And my only decision was to kayak in a straight direction alongside the island because on one side was a water moccasin and on the other side of me was an alligator. And I was like, how much fucking longer do I have to stay on this fucking island? And then the coup de gras was... They come to tell us, like, the last night there, well, it's possible we're going to have a power failure. And if we have a power failure, it means we have no hot water. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. We're going to be able to leave. <laughs> I was, like, getting ready. We can go. We can whatever. Um, and uh, it didn't happen, so we decided to stay the final night. Oh, you didn't have a power we failure. We did not have a power failure. But I'm a storm so moved in. A storm moved in. It doesn't – the story does not have the climax of the denouement – other than the guy saying, I don't think I'm ever going to read one of your books because I'm afraid of what of not liking them. It's <laughs> just like, okay, this has been a lovely day. This has just been a wonderful experience. Oh, and most of the time, most of the time we were together, he spent talking about the friend who had introduced us because they had had a relationship. <laughs> so on top of all that, I'm on Snake Fucking Island with a guy who doesn't want to fool around at all. And he wants to talk about his ex-boyfriend, who's a friend of mine. <laughs> it's like, never again. Well, that's actually the worst date ever. Yeah, it, it was a vacation that was also a terrible date. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and I think that, that the the takeaway is second date should not involve traveling to an isolated <laughs> island for a week. Like, <laughs> that sounds like something on some terrible reality show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It snake was like, Island. Snake, <laughs> snake date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think really second dates should involve, like, oh, 
you know, you don't want to have like like co- you want to do coffee because you don't have to eat the whole meal. Like, I know, right? You can like. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, Thank you. That yeah. was delicious coffee. Gotta go. Totally. Bye. You don't want to say where you were on January 6th. Okay. I'm going to like drink all this coffee. Really fast. Mm, nom, 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 nom. All right. Okay. Gotta go. So let's go back to our party people who we have been neglecting. Who's fabulous. Worst vacation ever stories. Christopher DeWitt takes us back to the Carolinas with a bullet point entry. Day by day, he has entries for day one. Okay, so he says this was his trip to Myrtle Beach in 2010-ish. Drive down to South Carolina from Pennsylvania following my father on 95 at 50 miles per hour in the middle of the night with a Tom Jones CD stuck in the player. (laughs) Sex bomb! (laughs) The song Sex Bomb still gives me PTSD, he says. (laughs) Day one, take my father to a local hospital when he goes into AFib. P.S. The mimosas in the jacuzzi probably did not help. Day two. But they made it more fun. Father's morbidly obese girlfriend walks out of their room naked thinking no one else is awake for a midnight snack. Day three. Father released from hospital in time for a hurricane to hit Myrtle Beach. You left out... If I was gay before. If I wasn't gay before. If I was gay before. Um, so desperate. Uh, father released from hospital in time for a hurricane to hit Myrtle Beach. Oh, I've been there. So desperate for a vacation that I still had drinks at the pool. Picture the episode of The Nanny where Fran and Val go on vacation. I didn't see that episode. Did you see that episode? I've never seen, I've never the, seen nanny. the Nanny. Day four. Hurricane day two. Game of Monopoly nearly turns to blows, not the fun kind, when my best friend gives all of her properties to one of my brother's friends so the game can end and they can go have sex. Why couldn't they just go have sex and leave you out of it? That's so unfair. This is also how my brother and I found out our friends were hooking up. Oh, well, yeah, that would really be a tip-off. Day five, my boyfriend says he found a great deal for a local Italian restaurant. It was a CeCe's Pizza Buffet. I don't know. I've never heard of CeCe's. Is that a chain? I don't know. Is that on the nanny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're front, you you spent extensive amount of time in the Carolinas, Eric Shaw Quinn. I well, figured you would know that. I have lived in Los Angeles for 30 years, so yeah. I did stay there, but I think it was before pizza arrived in this Carolinas. <laughs> before the- You either went to Pizza Hut or you didn't have pizza. <laughs> the pizza laws hadn't been repealed right. yet. No, I don't think so. Uh, okay, day six. Finally get a day to read on the beach, but I foolishly chose to read the Celestine Prophecy. Oh no! <laughs> and Huge we'll mistake. Never get those two hours back. He oh, says. So sorry. Day seven, departure day. Boyfriend wakes me up to tell me he's packed everything and put it in the trunk of my car, including my car keys. <laughs> oh wow! Wait four hours for tow truck. Drive back to Pennsylvania with Tom Jones and the CD player. Sex mom. I decided to pass my father's thankfully clothed girlfriend somewhere in North Carolina. Flat out refused to stop anywhere and practically threw my boyfriend and bestie out of the car and drove home. Day eight and nine. Call out of work so I can recover from my vacation. No kidding. Christopher DeWitt understood the assignment. Yes. yes, he did. He yes. did. He did. Well, we should get to Rob Casey because if we've made such a big send-up about it being oh the longest post God. ever. This is the longest. Okay. okay. Rob Casey says this. Many years ago, I lived in Columbus, Ohio, and decided to help a friend move to Chicago. It was in July. 
It was supposed to be a combo of helping him move and a fun trip. Okay, well, there's your first mistake. Absolutely. Those two things are not possible. I'd never been to Chicago. The moving van overheated several times because there was a horrible heat wave. Yeah. Ooh, what year was this? I went through a horrible heat wave in Chicago in 1995, I think. Everybody drink. It's about me and my heat wave experience. Okay. We get to his new place, and it's a, oh, it's a non-air-conditioned studio. I decided to sleep in the moving van because it was cooler than the brick oven of an apartment. Yeah, burn the apartment down at once. Around 3 a.m., a guy is pounding on the van and screaming at me because I'd parked in his spot. Told him I'd move it right away. I had to look for street parking at 3 a.m. in a city I didn't know with a moving van. Next day, we return the moving van. I'm going to fly back to Columbus in a couple of days. I attempt to get the windows open in this broiler of an apartment. They can't open the windows. Oh, my God. And there's no air conditioning? The heat wave is still occurring. I'm trying to get one of those big... Oh, no, I see where this is going. I'm trying to get one of those big old plate glass windows open. I get it up, and I'm looking at how to brace it when it lets go unexpectedly and fast. It slams me on my nose, and I instinctively threw my hands forward. The monster-sized window crushed the tip of my middle finger on my left hand. I'm left-handed, he says. I'm freaking out, gushing blood, screaming in pain. My friend calls my husband, who tells him to get me to a hospital immediately. Why would you call? Like, what's the husband going to say? He's Is he I'm, still in Columbus, yeah. Ohio? Like, yeah, I think that may have been. We hail a cab. We must not have communicated clearly because the cab drops us at a children's hospital. We get another cab, which rear-ended the car in front of the second hospital we were going to. It's a low-speed crash, so we aren't hurt, but we're startled. I race into the hospital to get seen. X-rays show my finger is shattered in pieces, but my nose wasn't broken. So there's some good That's news. That's good. I have an elaborate splint for my middle finger. This will cause many dirty looks and heated arguments from strangers thinking I'm giving them the middle finger when I'm trying to elevate it and keep it from swelling, etc. We attempt to see a few sights, but it's horrendously hot and smelly. Cities get their own unique aroma in a stagnant heat wave, and Chicago has its own particular odor. Lake odor, I would imagine. No worse than NYC or D.C. Nothing's worse than NYC. Nothing is worse. Nothing. Not even New Orleans. We use mass transit and end up sitting in a seat that someone has pissed in. Oh, of course. I think God. that's a requirement in mass transit, isn't it? So it's hot and smelly. My middle finger is broken and prominently displayed with a giant bright blue splint, splint Excuse me, and I'm soaked in someone else's urine. Oh, it was still wet? Oh, dear. We get back to Inferno Studio and try not to move much because the heat is so stifling. Finally, it's time to go home. It's been a horrible trip. I'll miss my friends so much, but I can't wait to get out of Chicago. I take a thankfully pee-free train to the airport. I get to the ticket desk and attempt to check in. Problem is, I've gone to the wrong airport. I went to Midway, and my flight was out of O'Hare. Yeah. I literally started crying. I would, too. I just purse-dump my entire nightmare of a trip, and now I want to go home. They actually got me on the flight, which was amazing. I can't remember the airline, but I'm still thankful they helped me out. It was probably Southwest. I think Midway is like the major Southwest hub in the area. But anyway, I got home and nearly got in a bar brawl with a drunk that thought I was flipping them off with my bright blue middle finger splint. The topper to this trip from hell that ended being up being zero fun 
the friend I helped move stiffed me on the moving van, so I paid for his entire move. We didn't speak for nearly a decade. Yeah, that's the worst. That 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 merited the length. That really That was a terrible that was a terrible experience, although really I gotta say you thought moving and vacation could happen simultaneously? I'm just, I'm not sure <laughs> where that comes Victim blame, in. Eric Shaw I'm Quinn. Not, I'm, I, I'm not going to, but it just, I'm like, that was a serious... Miscalculation. Miscalculation, yeah. Yeah, I once, when I first came to California, I my plan was I was going to put fly out here, get an apartment, and then go back to South Carolina put all my stuff in a moving van and drive a moving van out here. Mm-hmm. And my friends all said, can we hire a film crew mm-hmm. to follow you across the country as you drive a moving van? I didn't end up. I After the the first drive out here, yeah. I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm driving a moving van across the country. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, do we have time for more? We got so many long responses. Um you know, let's see. We've got Marie Brandt says this. Imagine it's 2005. You're 16 and permitted by your parents to leisurely explore Venice, Italy, as they drink their long, long Ooh. vacation away in a posh apartment near St. Mark's Basin. So, 16, a virgin, a noob to alcohol. The details of that summer vacation are still a blur, but I can honestly say that the sun did seem to be straight from hell. I only enjoyed it when it put on a show at sunset. Marie, that sounds like an amazing vacation. What are you complaining about? I'm on my own and drunk in Italy, and my parents are leaving me alone at 16? Did you meet a man or a woman or whatever you wanted? Did you meet who you wanted to meet? Did you overthrow the Italian governor, get a a government, and get elected prime minister? Like, wow. (laughs) Absolutely. Um... Okay, let's wrap up with this. Carol Horger Bull. This is that Bull, excuse me. Moved okay. into a brand new house in a new subdivision. Our across the street neighbors had kids that were the same age as ours, and we started hanging out. Lots of drinking and smoking cigarettes that we lectured our kids were so evil. We played cards, ate countless meals, went on day trips, drank cappuccinos, and laughed our asses off. We decided to rent a houseboat for a few weeks' vacation on Lake Cumberland. <gasps> Was that the same? <gasps> I don't know. I was thinking somewhere else. Of course. We had a wonderful time. Best vacay ever. Or so we thought. First clue was that all was not well on the drive home. The neighbors from hell deliberately lost us. Very strange. Then came the refusal of all invitations to eat dinner, hang out, etc., Then their children started bullying our children. This is like a domestic suspense novel. I had had about enough, so I I marched across the street and confronted the wife, who proceeded to tell me that they had the worst trip. We were terrible people who yelled at their kids and bossed them around. I demanded she give me an example of our bossing, and she said that I had yelled at her kid for being in my bed with his sandy sneakers on. That's it. She said we tried to parent her kid, and that was the final straw. I was dumbfounded. I told her to make sure her kids left mine alone, and I walked out. We never spoke again. And then there was that fire. (laughs) (laughs) And then their house had all those problems with termites and snakes. Lake Cumberland is in Kentucky. Lake Cumberland is in Kentucky. That makes perfect sense. Um, 
Does it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just chit chatter. I don't know that that has anything to do it with makes it. Her. Cumberland sounds it, like a Kentucky name. It is in no way affiliated with Cumberland Island. No, but, but we don't know that. But maybe know. Cumberland is the war is a is a demonic warning sign of yeah. The it means bad vacation in. Um, yeah, in some Native American language. Yes, it does. Um, we we have all of these responses you can see on the Dinner Party Show's Facebook page. We do something every week called the Wednesday Question, and this is a recent Wednesday Question. And great responses. Great responses. Thank you so, guys. We're, we're sorry we didn't get a chance to get to them all, but Eric's story was really longer than we I thought it would be. a lot to say, and Christopher needed so to I. talk about eating ice cream for 15 minutes <laughs> right at the top of the show. So uh, next week we are back with True Crime TV Club, and we are presenting a documentary called Deep Water, the real story. We're also beginning our observance of um, Pride Month. Pride Month, exactly. Actually, I think Pride Month really kicks off on the 22nd, which would have been last Sunday. Um, mm. If you're listening to us as the things come out with uh, Harvey Milk Day. Um, oh, is that it? That's yes, Harvey that's, Milk that's Day. That's the 22nd. But um, uh, this is officially Pride Month, and so we're going to have... You know, that's going to be the it's going to be a rainbow kind of month. Absolutely. Here at the dinner party show. So Deep Water the Real Story is streamable on multiple platforms. It is a story out of Australia about crimes against the gay community there. I want to add a little note here that it may be presented or marketed as a companion piece to a dramatic television show. Uh, we're not going to discuss that show. You don't need to have watched that show and we're pretty confident your enjoyment of Deep Water the Real Story um not to be confused with Deep Water, the series, uh, can stand entirely on its own. And we're going to bring you multiple aspects of the case that it discusses. And we're also going to discuss a related um, yes. YouTube story that we are. is sort of a follow-up. We didn't realize it when we first picked it out. But yeah. All of the details of those will be posted on the Facebook page, and you'll be able to check those out or click on those links, which is probably yeah. the easiest way to find a YouTube, a particular YouTube story. But there are a lot in and around this particular um, uh, crime report that I— I have to say, I was not as fully aware, and I had no. watched that series. Yeah, yeah, I, and and yeah, and I don't honestly. I also watched that series, and I don't feel it captured the reality of the case we're going to discuss effectively enough. It was really more about the investigation yes. of the case than the case itself. Exactly. So that's next week on Christopher and Eric. TDPS presents Christopher and Eric. Until then and forever after, I'm Christopher Rice, and I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you've been listening to TDPS presents Christopher and Eric. Thanks. Buy our books, buy our books, buy our books. <laughs>